citizens. Welcome to Bump Me a Movie. I'm Dave Michaels. <laughs> I'm Brian Betts. And this is the show where we arbitrarily score a movie, but this time we're doing it differently because we're high on cocaine. Oh, hey, poo poo. How about we steal ourselves some cocaine duffel bags? <laughs> Yeah, you really think that bear is not loaded the fuck up when he's like, pick on a basket. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> we got to get away from Ranger Liz. <laughs> Character actress of Margot Bogdendale. Hey, boo-boo. We can't be here. This is bat country. <laughs> this week, we are finally talking about Cocaine Bear from 2023, directed by Elizabeth fucking Banks. Elizabeth fucking Banks, who's short directing career has been pretty okay. I like how you said okay, because this is one of those movies I was super incredibly excited for, and then I watched it, and I was like, all right. And then the more yeah. I thought about it, I went, that was fun as fuck, wasn't it? That's exactly, I was like, I was like, this. I'm so hyped up for this. I can't wait to watch this. I was like, this is not exactly what I expected. I don't know if I like this. And then thinking back on it, I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> Absolutely. It has a weird style tone. We'll get there, obviously. This is your first time seeing it, right? Obviously, yes. Fantastic. Mine too. Let's just dive right in. I'm so fired up. I can't even count the amount of lines I've done in preparation for this thing. <laughs> in numerous. This is based on a true story against all odds. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's a very liberal stretching of the original tale, but it is based on a true story. The true story is so much shorter than the movie because the true story is a man was flying a plane with a lot of drugs on it. The plane was going to go down. He strapped a lot of drugs to himself. A lot of drugs fell out of the plane. He landed in someone's driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee, and they found him. He was wearing Gucci's apparently with 15 mil of Coke attached to him. And then a bear found the drugs in the woods and died of an overdose. That's it. That's it. And then they took that bear and they put him on display in the uh, in Lexington, K Kentucky, and the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. <laughs> That's an actual place? <laughs> yeah, uh, and sometimes they humorously refer to him as Pablo Escobar. Which is terrific. Whoever came up with that gets the biggest high five in the world. I feel like this is one of those weird tourist traps, though, at this point. We're like, do you want to go see the cocaine bear or do you want to go see half of Noah's Ark? That's totally real. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can only see half because you need two of them in That's order to. True. <laughs> I don't know. Something about floods and, oh, we forgot about the unicorns. Is there also like a half Titanic somewhere, too? Um, We could go look for it, but I don't know that it ends well. I'm not talking about taking a really, really, really shady submarine that these billionaires <laughs> could have literally Googled at any point safety statistics for this madman <laughs> that got what they deserved. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they could have spent that money on at least three bears worth of cocaine instead, but... They totally could have. They absolutely, absolutely could have. could have. Better investment. Way better. They'd probably... Well, they might not still be alive. That's no, a lot of it would have been a hell of a lot more fun going down. Instead of, we're going to go see a sunken boat. Ah, now we're dead. Yeah, the whole time they wished they were higher. <laughs> Can we get much higher? <laughs> Answer, no. No, you're done. No. It's... This bear's going to max out. They were under pressure. What does Mr. McStrikely have to say about this movie? Oh, writer McStrikely 
has once again come through with a plot synopsis for us. Fasten your seatbelts because we're about to take a wild ride through the untamed chaos of Cocaine Bear. And trust me, this story is like no other, with a plot crazier than a cat chasing its own <laughs> tail. What is he just being a dad all of a sudden? I his jokes have slowly gotten more dadly over the last few synopses. I don't like it, man. He's on to us. Picture this. The year is 1985, and drug smuggler Andrew C. Thornton Jr., played by Matthew Riss. Reese? That's one of those names. It's R-H-Y-S. It could go and either way. I'm pretty sure he's married to Carrie Russell, though. Is he? I might be making that up. Maybe, if he is. Bravo, sir. And if he's not, well, there's a rumor. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Thornton's about to take a flight he won't forget. He also won't remember it. The skies are filled with cocaine bricks and unexpected turbulence, and Thornton's grand exit isn't as graceful as he'd hoped. No, he does one of those gags where he's about to jump out, he hits his head, and he just kind of falls out unconscious. And <laughs> Yep. Uh, now the legend of the cocaine bear begins. Enter our forest's real MVP, a bear with a nose for adventure, and apparently cocaine too. <laughs> Yes, you heard right. Our furry friend dabbles in the finer things in life, like sniffing out drugs and causing a ruckus. Is cocaine one of the finer things in life? That's a great question. I know Robin Williams said that cocaine is just another way of saying you're making too much money. Well, Pretty sure case, it's Robin Williams. And if it wasn't, apologies to whoever it was, and if it was no one, then you're welcome. <laughs> I heard a rumor that it was Robin Williams that said There's it. so many rumors going on. <laughs> I mean, if, if it costs a lot of money, it must be one of the finer things, right? I guess so, but I mean, I don't know what the drug tiers are anymore. Now that, like, weed is legal everywhere, it's like, how much is weed? I don't, 20 bucks? I don't know. Like, just go down the street, for whatever the market price is at this point. <laughs> how much could it possibly cost? $10? Here's $10. Go buy yourself a brick of cocaine and see a Star Wars. This isn't your typical woodland tale. This bear's on a binge that even the Kardashians would find impressive. What is with all this foreplay, Ryder McStrikely? Just get what out is, of the fucking story. What is Ryder McStrikely <laughs> implying here about the Kardashians? I don't know, but you could probably store a whole lot of drugs in that boot, hey? You could fit a lot of drugs in that trunk. It's a big trunk. I've seen that trunk in person, and um, it's hard not to look. Uh, I would imagine that's true. When did you see it in person? I interned at Sirius Radio in college, so I met a lot of really random people that I had no business meeting. <laughs> That's fun. It was. I, I rode an elevator down after the day was done, after we did an interview with Jeff Foxworth, and I was waiting at the elevator. He gets in, and he's like, you getting on? I was like, oh, I'll get the next one. It's like only him. He's like, get on. It'll look real cool when you get off. <laughs> I love that. It was pretty excellent. <laughs> what he didn't know is that uh, by comparison, because your mustache was cooler. Yeah, I grew a mustache on the 47 floors down. I'm convinced of that. <laughs> and my shirt got plaid all of a sudden. It's very strange. And you knew the answer to the question, if you were a redneck or not. I thought you were going to say if I was smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> There's that question, too. The man, man's got a lot of questions. He does. He does. Speaking of questions, I'm, I'm wondering, are we going to talk about the plot of this movie? I don't know. It's up to McStrikely at this point. He's just dancing around it. He says, meet Dee Dee, played by Brooklyn Prince. 
your average middle schooler who decides to ditch school for some good old-fashioned forest exploration. Sure. But she and her trusty sidekick Henry, played by Christian Convery, uh, also known as Sweet Tooth. Okay, so while watching this, I was like, I know that kid, and I can't figure out where I know that kid from. That's exactly how I felt until I, like, a few minutes in, I was like, wait a minute, that's Sweet Tooth? And that's got a very different meaning in this movie. I probably should have watched season two of that show, but Netflix never told me about it. Netflix doesn't want to advertise that show, and I don't know why, because it's very good. And season two is also very good. Is it? Season one was terrific, but Netflix is like, hey, this is out. I hope you see this the one hour at midnight we're putting it on the main screen. Also, (laughs) fuck you, never again, for reasons. I will not be surprised when that one gets canceled because they're like, nobody watched it. I'd be like, well, you didn't tell anybody no that it existed. No one knew. No one knew. This is us telling you on behalf of Netflix to go watch Sweet Tooth. And that show, The Idol, with The Weeknd just got canceled. And it was like, apparently not very good, but super controversial. Maybe that's what Sweet Tooth needs to do. It just has to have arbitrary sex scenes. Yeah, I, I guess so with a half deer boy or whatever. Uh, he's very young. He is very young. It's more controversial. That is more. That's true. Maybe they should just have him and a co-star just eat knifefuls of cocaine. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say spaghetti. That's like, I I don't know why that's where my head went with it. It's like, that's so innocent, Ryan. And you were like, no, cocaine. It's like, oh, that's less, but it makes more sense for what we're talking about, I guess. Yeah, because these kids legitimately just shovel piles of cocaine into their mouth. Like, you want to do cocaine? We found As it. As you do, though, right? That's how you do cocaine, right? I'm poor. I don't know things. I like that, that these kids are just like, what? well, Henry is trying to act like he knows all about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just eat it. That's, that's how it's done. <laughs> But these two stumble upon more than just birds and the bees. They find a stray brick of cocaine, adding a new twist to the phrase, lost and found. That, that's gross, and that's very idle-ish. The, the, these two kids with the birds and the bees, again, they're very young. They're very young, but they're also middle school age, and there is kind of like a, oh, do they like each other? That'd it's not cute. a Sam and Diane in middle school. I dated in middle school like six times for a combined week. That adds up, actually. That's That makes sense. Because same. <laughs> it's like, sixth period, how you doing? Scoring like a motherfucker, how you doing? Ninth period comes around like, I miss her so much, man. Can't believe she did that to me. <laughs> she broke up with me to go out with George? And then, like, two days later, she broke up with George to go out with me? I never should have let her go to science class that day. Right? That's on me. You know what you should have done? I don't know. Middle school Dave was not savvy, nor charming, nor anything. Oh, yeah, you should have brought her into the woods to do cocaine. Oh, now you tell me. (laughs) And we didn't have cocaine just in the woods of New Jersey. We had plenty of porn. Now, that has always been an interesting thing to me. Like, there's just people leaving porn out in the woods. We've talked about this before. Woods porn is one of the most fascinating things in the world. Because everyone grew up with it. It's one of those things of, like, Marilyn Manson took out the rib. Right. Uh, everyone knows whenever one of the vending machines is broken somewhere and you could just get things for free very easily. Everyone knows that. And woods porn. Everyone knows where the woods porn is. We didn't need the internet to spread these kind of things, to make them go viral. They just It just happened. It did just happen. It was one of those things you could just be walking like in the hallways of school and like you do a little head nod to them and yeah. there's like, oh, yeah. fucking, yeah. there's woods porn again? It's back? It never left. 
there's always been woods porn. <laughs> to this day, there's still woods porn. If you go out into any woods, you'll find the, the porn. It's just hidden under more layers of leaves. That I was uh, mostly not ready for. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Scott Cease is in this movie. Yeah, he is. And God damn it, is he a treat. Nothing makes me more happy than angry retail viral videos. He's so good at them, too. Like, he carved out a weird niche for himself. Nobody else is allowed to use that song now. No, like that, pretty much He is. owns that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, these two kids are out in the woods, and they find cocaine. And that's when the forest star performer, the bear, makes its grand entrance. It's a big CGI bear. It's a big old CGI bear. Now let's talk about Sid White. Ray fucking Leota. I think, like, I'm in my basement right now, and I might pour one out. This movie is dedicated to him. As it should be. It is his last performance. Um, also, I, I read somewhere that this could technically be considered um, Paul Rubin's last performance because of the archival footage they use in the one scene where they do the uh, 80s drug commercial montage, the PSAs. I appreciate that, because R.I.P. Paul Rubens. Yeah. But it's not like a whole Stan Lee situation of his last performance, because the last right. performance Stan Lee was in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and it's brilliant. It's so good. But yeah, it's, uh, this is just archival footage, so I don't think it counts. Ray Liotta is the drug kingpin who's as cunning as a fox in a chicken coop. <laughs> he dispatches his fixer, David O'Shea Jackson Jr., along with his somber son, Eddie, played by Alden Aaron. Right? I can't. Is Alden Ehrenreich the solo of the Han variety in the titular solo? I'm pretty sure that's him. Is that? I think you're right. But I completely forgot that that man existed. He looks so different in this, too. He does. He's a real sad boy. And he's double deniming, and that's a choice. <laughs> well, when in the 80s. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> double denim it up. It's like, what are you going to dress as? I got a choice. I can either put a live snake around my neck or double denim. I get a really bright colored windbreaker, but if those aren't available, it's got to be denim on denim. Now, when you said brightly colored windbreaker, my first thought was Ben Affleck, Goodwill Hunting. And that's not yeah. great. That's because that's 90s. That is 90s, but it's early 90s. Time and style are funny. They really are. I consider late 80s, early 90s, that's the same time period. Is it though? I mean, there's drastic differences between the two. <laughs> it's all giant cell phones and uh, no internet, right? Do not do with that 80s show reference. Do not. Uh, I didn't even know I was doing one. <laughs> Glenn Howard and I feel like just looked up, just fucking furious at you because someone referenced <laughs> his show. Glenn Howard and like, I thought everybody forgot about that. Never forget. It's my personal 9-11. We'll get there later, too. <laughs> well, what? Oh, next week's episode is a 9-11 episode. Oh, we're finally doing it? <laughs> just the day it comes out. United 93? <laughs> oh, my God. It's full made... of laughs. Well, I haven't technically made the pick yet, so maybe. Oh, no. Or World Trade with Nick Cage. Was that with Nick Cage? I think it was what, with Nick Cage. What was the one with uh, Robert Pattinson that was like a just regular like rom-com, and then it ended with like he was standing in the World Trade Center? I don't know, but I just Googled World Trade Center to see if uh, Nick Cage was in it. He is, in fact, in it, along with Michael Pena. Oh, I do like a good Nick How Cage and a good Michael Pena. How does that pairing work, exactly, in a movie 
about the World Trade Center. Maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe. And I saw this movie in theaters, too, which is even wilder. I did not. Oh, Remember Me was the movie that was Robert Pattinson. It was just like a coming-of-age romantic drama. And then at the end, he's like standing in the World Trade Center as a plane approaches it. Jesus! Yeah, it's like a twist ending. And you're like, all of that for that? (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's a good way to write your character out, I suppose. I don't know how to end this thing. Why don't you just have it take place on 9-11? Then you don't have to worry about an ending. Oh. Yeah, well, don't look at me. I didn't write the movie. No, this the cocaine's leaving my system, man. It's getting okay, dark. Let's let's get back to getting the real dark. Ray Liotta dispatches David and Eddie on a mission to retrieve his precious cocaine. And folks, you better believe this isn't your ordinary family bonding experience. As chaos ensues, local detective Bob, played by Isaiah fucking Whitlock Jr. He's so good in everything. He's amazing, especially in this. He's just like, you're like, I love this guy. And you're like, oh, he's actually a good cop, kind of. And you're like, oh, maybe not, but maybe. Well, he's got that little shitty dog that he really, really hates, but at the same Rosette. time, deeply loves. It's like, this is not the dog I wanted, but also you gave me this dog. So, like, I, I do like it. It's a dog. That's <laughs> such a weird runner. It's not the dog he wanted. It's the dog he deserved. Is it, though? I don't know. Is it? Because I, uh, I don't know how this man ends up finding the cocaine later on. Does he smell like as good as a bloodhound would? Uh, like I in terms of smell the bloodhound in a minute, but oh, he Jesus. probably smells a little bit better. You're the problem, Brian. This is why Ryder <laughs> McStrikely is daddy. <laughs> Which is funny because you're the one with kids. That's right. What are you doing? Don't take my job. How does Bob even know where to look for this cocaine? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. We'll get there, I guess. I, I, I think we're there. <laughs> Are we? Uh, Bob jumps into the fray, determined to uncover the truth. The forest turns into a playground of danger, with bullets and bears aplenty. Trust me, this isn't your run-of-the-mill nature documentary. I've seen Grizzly, man. Yes, it is. Does that also involve police shootouts and cocaine? No. But there's a bear. Okay. Close enough. That's <laughs> something, right? Grizzly Adams was a man. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Dee Dee's mother, Sari, played by Carrie Russell, goes looking for her. She enlists Ranger Liz, played by character actress Margot fucking Martindale. If you didn't give her the fucking, the show is ending on the spot. We're breaking up for forever. We'd be done. It's Dewey Cox's goddamn mother. Margot Martindale always gets the fucking. Always will. Ranger Liz has to pause her romantic pursuit of activist Peter, played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Jesse fucking Tyler Ferguson. Yeah. Yes, absolutely for this one. And her patrol for some especially stabby teens to help (laughs) Carrie Russell find her daughter. I don't know what's more ridiculous between Margot Martindale and Jesse Tyler Ferguson, because Jesse Tyler Ferguson is way over the top in this thing. And that says something for him. So insanely over the top. But Margot Martindale is leaning in so hard to flirting with this guy. Yeah. There is no chemistry at all. And it is so perfect the way it's It's done. Amazing. They're really good scene partners. They're phenomenal. Um, I feel like Margot Martindale could play off of anybody, though. It's true. She is a treasure. She really is. Like, I understand everyone's like, God damn it, Bob Barker died. And I'm just sitting there like, at least it's not Margot Martindale. At least we still have Margot Martindale. I mean, once we lose her, 
what's the point of even living anymore? Right? What do I have to look forward to if there's no more Margot Martindale on my screen? When she does inevitably kick the bucket, because we're all going to die. Spoilers. I hope I go first. I better go first. <laughs> I don't want to live in a world without her. You know what? The only acceptable use for AI in filmmaking will be to continue the legacy of Margot Martindale. Stop wasting your fucking time on Tupac and Freddie Mercury. They're not Margot Martindale. Exactly. That's where you dedicate all your time. I couldn't have said it better myself. So they're about to venture into a world of wild encounters because the bear's not just your typical party crasher. It's more unpredictable than a toddler on a sugar high, mostly because it's on a cocaine high. (laughs) They just compared a toddler on a sugar high and said, just wait, a bear who has done cocaine is much more of a wild card than that. (laughs) It doesn't even have thumbs. (laughs) Where we're going, we don't need thumbs. (laughs) Just ask Liz, whose encounter with the bear ends up being more brutal than her morning coffee. Uh, Ryder McStrikely is refusing to actually talk about anything that happens and just nonstop giving us um, metaphors. You trained this AI. Apparently not well enough. No, clearly not. And what does more brutal than her morning coffee mean? Is she an IBS bro too? I mean, she does get particularly cut up on the bum by a bear, so. That's a very good point. Also, I ended up at a Books a Million uh, today, in fact. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wonderful public toilet. It was terrific. And we talked about uh, going for a bookstore last week. Yeah. This one had merchandise detectors before the bathroom. That is wild. Which means they've been burned before. They have been burned before. (laughs) Somebody just showed up in the morning, grabbed the book, went to the bathroom, put it back on the shelf, and left. Well, do you know what was surrounding that entire area? What? On the left of it was the entire Christianity side, and on the right of it was, like, philosophy and history of religion and stuff like that. So it was one of those, like, deterrents, I guess. So you're definitely in the <laughs> shitty section. I guess I was. hey Not a religious podcast. I was just making a bathroom joke because you were in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom. It was lovely. No company in there either because, you know, it was a bookstore. <laughs> right. Who goes to those anymore, apparently? Exactly. It's, if, you want, if you want company, home improvement's where it's at. Home improvement? Oh? Uh? Maybe that's what I should have done in the Lowe's is like... Just put the top of my head over yeah. the stall. <laughs> just go full Like I'm the Wilson. neighbor and just talk to him that way. It would have been great if we all just like stood on the toilet together, pants down still, obviously, because we yeah. all do have to go. But I like that we've gotten two weeks of material out of this one visit to Lowe's. It wasn't hard to do, man. It was insane. It was completely insane wild. what happened. And I left yeah. it on a funny face episode. <laughs> Fuck we got so many questions for Cocaine Bear, and my only question, everybody who asked a question on this one, where the fuck were you on Funny Face? <laughs> I'm going to edumacate all of you Yeah, with future picks. You wait. You just wait. You're going to get cultured one way or another. I got a question for you. Yeah. When you're uh, dropping poopies, do you put the pants all the way down, or do you like pull them up slightly? Like, like in public, you know, like you have the bottom of the oh stall yeah, that's there. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I'm actually somewhere in between, but mostly because 
my wallet and phone tend to fall out of my pockets if I pull it all the way down. I would normally be an all the way down boy, but because of that, I'm usually like a mid shin boy. So in the comfort of my own home, I'm an all the way down boy. But I yeah. noticed at this book's a million, especially, I wasn't so much paying attention to it in lows because there's a lot going on. There's so many things but happening. I was just like completely alone in there and I still pulled them up enough that like if someone came in, they wouldn't have seen my sweet Duluth buck nakeds. Yeah, okay. So you're just hiding your underpants. I guess I was, but it felt like that was what should be done. What if they see my undergarments underneath the stall door? In the 1930s, that's called fuck it. That is, I'm pretty sure that's fifth base. <laughs> At least you touch them all and touch a few more. <laughs> that's almost two runs. I was making a two. I was going to say there was a diarrhea joke in there somewhere, but it's it was right on the surface. In fact, <laughs> just dying to get out. It's a lot of poop. It's so much poop, man. It was so much poop. <laughs> no, I mean like this is a lot of poop talk again. It is a lot of poop talk. Did you know that there's actually a thing that when you're walking around a bookstore, I- I've read this that there's like a certain pace that you go at that makes you want to poop. Really, 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 and. While you were saying really, I even Googled it just so I can get it completely right. I don't sound like a fucking idiot like I usually do. Uh, I was in men's health. I remember reading this when it came out and they say it's called book bowels. Book bowels. And possible theories include the smell of paper ink having a laxative effect. The nervousness that may arise from all the books present. So I guess the books literally scare the poop out of you. Intimidated by all this learning that could happen. And this is the more realistic one. The association with reading on the toilet at home. That actually does make sense. So if you go into like a Barnes and Noble, your Pavlovian response is going to go off being like, look at all this sweet books. I got to poop. I have a theory too. Yeah. Um, A lot of people, like I said last week, when seeking out a public restroom, will go to a bookstore. Just being in the bookstore might just trigger a memory. Like, hey, oh, this is where we poop. So you're saying that's like the the easy way to... Fired off. Like, if you're having trouble at home, go to a bookstore. Go to a Start bookstore. Smelling those Sniffing books or whatever. Books, getting intimidated by all the letters. <laughs> the sheer volume of knowledge surrounding you. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I'm associating. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm extremely constipated. I haven't pooped in weeks. Let me sniff this Da Vinci code and leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to make a Dan Brown. <laughs> That's off the backboard and in, my friend. <laughs> um, on that note. <laughs> oh, cocaine bear, right. David and Eddie have their own mountain adventure, complete with delinquent gangs and police showdowns more intense than a reality TV finale. This is, it's all metaphors. <laughs> This is ridiculous. It doesn't say what actually happens at all. No. And just when you think things can't get crazier, the movie chuckles and says, hold my cocaine. (laughs) Like, that's a legitimately good joke, but like, you didn't say anything. No, you didn't say anything at all, Ryder McStrike. You need to retrain Ryder McStrikely. Yeah, I think it's just because the movie's so new, it doesn't know much about it. That's pretty fair. That's uh, this that's bear my... is just going around fucking everything up, big time. It's I, tearing I mean, people apart. It's so many characters have died and... at this point. Yeah, every one of these characters is just getting annihilated by this bear. Ryder Rick Strickley doesn't even mention Elsa and Olaf, which 
Uh, that makes me think that Elizabeth Banks has something against the movie Frozen. Like maybe she should have been Anna instead of Kristen Bell? Because I yeah, do confuse she... those two every now and then. <laughs> she was probably like, I should have got that role. You know what? I will kill Olaf and Elsa. Hey, Elizabeth Banks, you got to let it go. She's like, I never should have been Rita Repulsa instead of Elsa. No, she should have been. She was a pretty good Rita Repulsa. She was a pretty good Rita. And speaking of holding things, it's time for the grand showdown. A tale of bravery, redemption, and bear-sized vengeance. When Carrie Russell, Henry, Sweet Tooth, and Dee Dee face off against Ray Liotta and his cronies, the bear crashes the party with a roar that make even Thor jealous. Is Thor known for yelling? I don't think so. It just snuck an Avenger reference in there for some reason. It won't be the first, because we'll get there. (laughs) In a showdown for the ages, the bear's not just after a share of the spotlight, it's after some long-awaited justice. And believe me, it's not holding back. The bear's righteous rampage leads to a poetic justice as it takes out the kingpin Sid. It's a bear-style retribution that'll leave you cheering for our furry friend. Will it, though? Because it's kind of just this bear protecting its cubs, and then they all get high together, which is just pretty rad. I love how this bear, and is it the cubs that take him out, really, at this point? Yeah, more or less. Oh, they start, like, pulling out his entrails and stuff, and it's wonderful, man. It's a really good final death for Ray Liotta and his, you know, cinematic life before the real one got snuffed out. Yeah. Mama Bear slashed him open, and the kids went to town on his... On his intestines. That's fucking teamwork! <laughs> As our heroes regroup, and with the bear back in the forest where it belongs, life takes an unexpected turn. And just when you thought it was over, the movie winks and whispers, Nature's got secrets, and some are best left untold. Is that a wink at the end to something I else? I don't know. I think it's because it says, like, some people say there's still cocaine in those woods to this day. <laughs> This isn't like a haunted wood or something like that. Like Some people say that there's still the spirit of grandma baking cookies in the cemetery waiting Ranger for you. Ranger Liz still haunts that what? mountain trying to fuck Jesse Tyler Ferguson. <laughs> Two ghosts fucking on a mountain of cocaine. I don't know why, but if I found ghosts doing it in the woods instead of like woods porn. I'd be all about that. That's a different genre, really, is all it, it is. It's kind of like an escalation. Like, yeah, I held the sticky paper in my hand in the woods. I know what that's all about. Now I got a cell phone that I can bring anywhere, and that's just kind of boring. It's getting played out too easily. Yeah, it's like, I feel like too I need easy. to get like blasted with some ectoplasm as you're on a hike or something. Is that is that what you want, Dave? It's better than spider webs. We can agree on that. Yeah. When you're walking around and you go through a spider, you're like, ah, that's yucky. At least when you gave with ectoplasm, you're just like, oh, oh, that's nice. Margo Martindale got some. That's that's very nice. You know what? Good for Margo Martindale. If it's not going to be Margo Martindale, it's going to be Slimer, and that's pretty awesome. That's that's true. I I don't know how I feel about any of this. (laughs) Just chew on it. It'll you'll come around. All right. (laughs) Ghost porn. That would be an insane thing to see on, like, is it TLC who does that bullshit where they do the ghost hunters and they go in there with, like, a flashlight and they, like, flick the switch on and off. They're like, ghost did that. Not not my not my thumb. Ghost hunters after dark. It's always after dark. <laughs> That's when the ghosts come out. 
So buckle up, because Cocaine Bear is a roller coaster of laughs, shocks, and moments that'll have you wondering if your popcorn's laced with something stronger than butter. Get ready to laugh, gasp, and join the bear in giving the bad guys exactly what they deserve. Yeah, I, I didn't need the poster quote there, Ryder McStrikely. <laughs> didn't need it at all, but that right? is Cocaine Bear, I is suppose. It? Normally we say, you know, this show's full of spoilers, but I don't know that it is I, this I week. I don't think it is at all. Ryder McStrikely <laughs> told us nearly nothing, which is Almost actually nothing. a good thing because you should watch this movie. I mean, the only confirmed death that Ryder McStrikely gave us is the very last one. Right. And there are so many people that die in this thing in insane ways. And don't listen to Ryder McStrikely. Just go watch it. Have a ball. Enjoy this thing. I'm glad he didn't spoil, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, uh, you still have your, your chance. And even if you feel a little bit spoiled, you'll still enjoy it, I promise. Story motivation. A uh, bunch of people go into the, the mountains to, to either get cocaine or to find kids, or they all have their reasons. And or go find them, kids on cocaine. <laughs> a lot of them get got, and some of them don't. I'm going to go with a solid seven. Yeah. Feels right. They took a nothing story and turned it into something. It really was a nothing story. <laughs> so, hey, there was this bear once that did cocaine and died. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to make a movie out of that. How do you think Kevin Smith feels about Cocaine Bear? Mostly because he's been trying to get moose jaws off the ground for so long at this point, and I feel like this is definitely going to coincide in that world. I always forget about moose jaws. Well, that's because he's still doing his, I had a heart attack tour. <laughs> I'm going to do a third movie about how I almost died. Well, he did Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and I loved it despite not a lot of people loving it. And it, he I made really that movie like purely out of spite because he didn't want yoga hosers to be his last movie <laughs> in case he did die. And then he made Clerks 3 because he couldn't stop talking about his fucking heart attack. I mean, the man is hard-pressed to stop talking about anything ever. No, but then he actively, in that movie, pretty much said, like, I got to stop talking about this goddamn heart attack. <laughs> That's true. It was like his closure or something. I don't know if it was, though. Uh, that's one of the things he might have said when he was touring it. Well, you saw the tour. I did. He said a lot. He usually does. Like he was like, "We're gonna have a Q and A. It's gonna be about an hour and a half, which was three questions." Yeah, that sounds about right. At one point, he was like forty minutes into an answer, and he went back to the guys like, "Wait, what was your question again?" That was when he was doing the wacky weedas. That's why he doesn't do weed anymore. Really? Really? He's completely sober. I feel like that's a big part of his identity. It was almost entirely his identity. Now he's just that weird skinny vegan guy who wears hockey jerseys. He's not even wearing hockey jerseys anymore. He wears the blazer and shorts. I don't know who he is. No, I wouldn't recognize him on the street. Unless he like Wilsoned and did his big eye thing over a fence. Then I'd be like, hey, it's Kevin Smith. <laughs> a backwards hat. I don't know. Anybody wearing very large shorts and a blazer and a, and a baseball cap, I'm going to immediately think it's kevin smith he like single-handedly kept junko in like business i'm convinced of that <laughs> they only make clothes for him now they made a comeback briefly the junko jeans <sighs> i mean i want to say why but it's just gonna make me feel old let's talk about casting in this movie <laughs> <laughs> the casting's pretty good it's it's pretty excellent um it's the right level of stardom like, everybody in this movie, you recognize from something else for the most part, but it's not to the level where you're, like, distracted by it. Ray Liotta took a weird turn in his career because he was a 
big A-list star briefly. Yeah. And then he started to become this huge B-list star. Right. Where when he did a movie, like you knew, will it get into theaters? I don't know. It's really up in the air. Will it go straight to DVD? Oh, fuck yeah, Will. I feel like Nick Cage is getting dangerously close to that territory. But Nick Cage always does the one to pull you back. To pull you back. I, that's the problem. Ray Liotta didn't do the big one to pull him back. He didn't want to, I don't think. Which is, you know what? If that's what you want to do, that's awesome. I think the cast in this is pretty good. I'll go with ah, another seven, I think, is safe. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say six with a Marco Martindale bump. So Done. Sold. Seven. Protagonist. <laughs> is there one? Is it Carrie <laughs> Russell? Is it the titular bear? Is it is Bob the detective? Random Bob? I, I don't know. Uh, the bear saves the day, ultimately. Yes. yes. I don't, the, no well, one had to go into the these day, woods. But, well, he's also the one who murdered all the people. This bear just wanted to go into the woods and have a good time. This bear was already in the woods. It's the cocaine that came into it. I just wanted to have a smack run of cocaine. <laughs> I just wanted to do a sweet bump. I was just walking around my home, and somebody dropped all this cocaine on it. If Yogi Bear was doing cocaine, there's no way he would sound that way. So why don't you try again? <laughs> there's no way Pooh Bear would sound that way if he was doing cocaine. I feel like Pooh Bear would be pretty strung out, though. Hey, boo well, I think we found some cocaine. I was just hanging out here in the Jellystone Forest, and uh, something fell out of the sky, and I put it in my mouth. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. I have all this energy. I can't stop it. I can just see, like, Yogi Bear just, like, rubbing his gums and stuff. <laughs> Come here, Tigger. I just want to do a sweet bump off of your tail. <laughs> Doing bumps is what Tigger's do best. I was going to say, let's be honest, Tigger already did all of it. He's loaded, man. Loaded. You know, I feel like each of the Pooh Bear characters could easily be categorized by what drug they are. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm on a bad trip. <laughs> Eeyore's definitely on some kind of depressant Not an antidepressant Full-blown depressant <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know uh, What is it? Protagonist? Protagonist it's Three It's confusing There's a lot of three. people It's Sorry. extremely confusing I don't know who I'm supposed to be focused on Or rooting for Antagonist It's either Ray Liotta or the bear It could be poop Because we talked a lot about poo again We did We did have a lot of poo mentions, once again. Dave the poo. How he's sitting there without his pants on in a books a million with his little red t-shirt pulled up above his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> that really painted a picture. You're welcome. Come and get me. It's public domain now. Not the Disney version. That's so true. So I can't have the red shirt on. I have to be full-blown nakies in order for it to be public domain. And I probably can't talk like this. That's true. That, that part's also probably covered by the Disney. Um, antagonist? It's got to be Ray Liotta, right? It has to be. He's a bad guy. Drugs are bad, okay? Drugs, drugs are bad. Six. We have the uh, screenplay up next, written by Jimmy Warden. Wrote a story off of nothing. He's like, it hey, works. I heard about this cocaine bear. I'm going to make it into a movie. And sure enough. Realistically, he had the name of the movie like right away. He knew he was selling tickets no matter what happened. No matter what words followed. Cocaine bear was just supposed to be like the working title. And they're like, we can't come up with anything better than that. So it stuck. 
As it should. It's a great name. It's a phenomenal name. The name is almost better than the movie. Screenplay. Six. It's fine. Six. I love it. Style and tone. A bear CGI. There's nothing real about this bear, unfortunately. The least realistic bear that I've seen in a movie. In all fairness, we're (laughs) only 30 years after Jurassic Park. That's right. It's only 30 years. It's very hard to get bears right. Uh, they should have called Pixar, like redone the whole Sully design with that nice flow that he oh, has was, on there. I was going to say, Lotso? No, 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 no. Different movie. <laughs> Very. Then he definitely would have been the villain. Can you imagine Lotso on cocaine, though? Oh, man. I kind of can. If you thought Sid was bad. <laughs> what are we thinking here for the style and tone? I'm thinking it's a five. It's a... In a in the woods, there's nothing terribly special about the way it looks. Yeah, nothing terribly special about the way it feels. Elizabeth Banks does a really really good job when she does her thing. Yes, and her thing, that kind of quippy comedy that's in there, like strewn about, it is perfect when it happens in this movie. The problem is, is that this movie doesn't know what it wants to be most of the time. It doesn't know if it's a a monster flick or a slasher or a comedy or a dark comedy. Even it has no clue what it really wants. It gets, it gets lost in the sauce there. Um, like, um, Olaf's character eventually gets got and we find the corpse in the third act. And she did have the scene where he gets killed filmed. And she's like, by the third act, I don't think people care. They understand what's happening with the murders at this point, but they just want to see, She's like, I want them more emotionally invested in the story. And I'm like, well, what is the story at that Yeah, point? I'm not really here for the story, and you forgot to include one mostly, but <laughs> yeah. I'm here to watch a bear fuck people up. Yeah. Four. Four is exactly what I was going to say. So speaking of Elizabeth Banks, director. She does a fine job. It's she really does. nothing special at all. No, I mean, this is... Based on the title alone, this movie is going to put people in seats. 100%. And it is a very fun movie. It's fun. I felt like it was more fun after the fact than anything. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, while I was watching it, I was like, okay, yeah. And then thinking back on it, it's more entertaining than it was while I was watching it. Right. And that that's an interesting feat to pull off. Yeah, you should never watch a movie in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I did like that. Isn't that the song, Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> I remember the film. I think I both we both kind of liked it. That's the one thing we got. Uh, I'll go with a four again. Four again. Yeah, I, mean, I feel the, like that's a bit of a downer, out. but yeah, it feels right. And I said, "What about Cocaine Bear?" Music, Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah, that's a bump automatically. But the dude from Devo shows up so often. Never forget the dude from Devo. Wrote the theme song to Rugrats. Never forget. Never forget. I can't tell you anything in this movie. Music. I don't remember a single note other than like they opened up with that one song that is also escaping me right now. Two. Two. Oh, you know, it was the same opening song as Wet Hot American Summer, which Elizabeth Banks is in. Three. Love that movie. There you go. Three. Box office, uh, this movie opened up during uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania's second week, so that, that doesn't ever fare well for another movie. Now it does. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it did finish second in the box office that weekend, though, and did make a whole bunch of money. Yeah, it uh, did. It's estimated. It's estimated budget is thirty five million. So that explains the the bear to a certain uh, point. Does it though? Because I mean, they literally just had a camera and woods. <laughs> Most of what they had to do was animate a bear. That's true. <laughs> Your entire budget went to what? Ray Liotta and a bear CGI? I doubt. It. I bet Ray Liotta's like, you're calling this thing cocaine bear? You got me at scale. <laughs> you're probably not wrong. Um, yeah, 35 million. It made 23 million its opening weekend. So, like, immediately you're looking good. Yeah, and it, it's going up against Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It finishes second for the week. It also beats Avatar Way of Water, which is in its 11th week. Uh, the Puss in Boots movie, the Magic Mike's Last Dance, which is in the third week, 80 for Brady. It was this year. You know the movies that were out. Right. It ended up making worldwide $87.6 million. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad on the budget it had. That's a 250% ROI, which is going to give it an eight by our scale. It deserved it for that. That's really well done. And then our final category is impact on the industry. It's way too new to tell, but also I don't think it's going to be terribly high. I don't think it's it's going to be another one of those movies that's like, oh, yeah, it's one of those, you know, an animal gets crazy kind of deals. One of those. Do you remember Cocaine Bear? It's like, I kind of do. Was that I one guess? of the Sharknados? I don't. I said bear, you idiot. Bear. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear. Uh, yeah, so it, it's sorry for distracting with so much tell. poop talk for you to forget the animal and play. <laughs> Moose jaws. <laughs> uh, I'll go with a two. I, I a, a two. Look into my crystal ball. This thing is not going to do a whole lot in the future. It's funny because like usually when it's too new to call, we give it a five automatically. But we just we have a feeling about this one. Got a pretty good feeling. It had its moment in the sun. It made a lot don't of money. Know that there's going to be a Cocaine Bear cinematic universe. No, I don't think so. <laughs> cocaine Bear 2, the Cubs on drugs. I love it. And it's Scruff <laughs> McGruff trying to like find all the rest of the cocaine. Um, If Scruff McGruff was the Nick Fury, you know what? We'll get there. Um, yes, that's we will. Gonna give, <laughs> that's going to give Cocaine Bear a total score of 50. That's low. It is very it's low. It's pretty low. For an enjoyable movie. Right, because on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing has scored a 67% from the critics and a 71% from the audience, which is surprising, honestly. 71 was the one I, I thought was low. Critics, yeah. I get why it's 67. I get it. That makes sense. But usually you have bullshit called Cocaine Bear. Automatic 80. <laughs> Lock it up. Yeah. Um, I think this movie wasn't exactly what people were expecting it to be. No, I and completely that's, agree. That's probably why it's around that that right. score. Still a lot of fun to watch. Sure is. Especially at only an hour 35 minutes. That is not a wasted hour 35 minutes by any means. <laughs> so that's been Cocaine Bear from 2023, directed by Elizabeth fucking Banks. That was my pick. So next week, Brian, the birthday boy next week. My birthday pick, my 9-11 episode. Why don't you beer us a movie? Well, we've been having a lot of fun with themes lately, and uh, I wanted to keep it thematically similar to, you know, How? How? an animal with a thing, you know, like a Sharknado, which is why next week for my birthday, we are going to be talking about, for 
Snakes on a Plane. Fuck! Yes! It is one of my favorite movie theater experiences I've ever had. This is incredibly exciting. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Don't know how we got another Keenan Thompson movie in there. Can't believe it. <laughs> Against all odds. <laughs> Next week, for Brian's birthday, we are talking Snakes on a Plane. Until then, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Send us your movie suggestions for next for this month's listener pick. Could be anything. Could even be a boat. Our patrons <laughs> always get double picks, so join us on Patreon. Uh, last month we did a sweet burger bracket. This month uh, we've got something cooking. Uh, as long as writer McStrikely can start actually uh, doing plots. Yeah, that's. Uh, we'll talk to him. We'll, we'll sort it all out. We'll see if we can get it straightened out. Um, but email us your picks or or your questions or your comments to beermeamoviepod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at beermeamovie on all the things except for X. Uh, but does that one really matter anymore? I can't tell. I don't know. They want me to be a white supremacist now, apparently. <laughs> the whole the whole, the whole platform has become white supremacist and OnlyFans ads. So I'm, I'm almost It's not OnlyFans on ads. It. Cheech and Chong have cornered the market there with their edibles. It's insane. That's true, too. A lot of Cheech and Chong on it. If you want to follow us on X, it's at Beer Me Movie Pod. But it's Beer Me Movie on everything else, like Facebook, where on our recording day, we put up a post and say, hey, this is what we're talking about. Give us your questions and comments. We got so many. And Matt Cowan and Micah want everyone to practice bear safety. Bear safety. Because Micah asked, do you know the bear fighting rhyme? Well, they only say it two or three times in the movie. If it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, good night. Matt Cowan found a a better way to kind of describe it all. He said, no hump, it's a black bear. Hump, it's brown bear. Bump, it's cocaine bear. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Practice bear safety. They can climb trees. They sure can. Mike Lanham asked us, better Tekken character, Kuma or Panda? Isn't Panda just technically a reskin of Kuma? I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff. You're um, out of my I element I mean, here. obviously obviously Panda, but... J- sure. Pandas are like lazy-ass bears, but, but I feel like if you off, throw a koala in there, though, a chlamydia you up or something. That's a threat. Give a panda cocaine, who knows what'll happen. <laughs> That's right. Gotta, gotta wait for Cocaine Bear 3. These pandas fuck. I know what we could do for Cocaine Bear 3. <laughs> because Mike Lanham also rode in and said, there's a whole community out there that would consider Brian a bear. Not so much a question. <laughs> Just stating facts. <laughs> Shit, that's true. So there you go. <laughs> we have our, uh, our threequel all laid out. Perfect. Cocaine Bear 3. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. Brian, can I ask you a question? I feel like you're gonna anyway. Sit on my face? <laughs> And Phil Hawkins also wrote in with the question that we're going to have to think about. But he said, you've been tasked with creating a cocaine bear cinematic universe, which we've kind of already started. Yes. He said, what other combinations of illicit substances and animals will you create to form an Avengers style team with cocaine bear? Yeah, I love this. I love this. So are we in agreement that Scruff McGruff is our Nick Fury? Has to be. A sober Scruff McGruff, uh, just fed up with, with being a detective and not getting the respect he deserves, decides he's going to form a task force consisting of Cocaine Bear and others. 
I, I feel like Smokey the Bear needs to be there too, but he's just like toking up like crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my name's still Smokey, but for a different reason. Only you can prevent a bad hang, dude. <laughs> I feel like we need to really represent Florida in this movie. So oh, I think an, alli- an alligator on meth. That's way too on the nose. The thing like chomps down but doesn't do anything because it lost all the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I did the whole gator thing too. You did. Visually. Noth- for everyone Nothing watching. Could be Brian. greater than playing a game of golf with a gator on meth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, you're getting tired? wild card. Well, this alligator's not. Wide awake. I feel like I want to, like, dig up Harambe and bring him back to life Frankenstein style, but also give him angel dust. Franken Harambe on angel dust. Wow. Yeah. This is a cinematic universe, man. Anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get a kangaroo on bath salts, you know? (laughs) Is that what Kangaroo Jack's about? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> who would make a movie called Kangaroo Jack and then think there's a story there? I don't know who would make a movie called Cocaine Bear and think there's one. That's a good point. It does make Dunstan Checks In feel a whole lot less oh, cool yeah. than it actually is. <laughs> Dunstan For Checks a Jason in. Alexander film. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid from is the Santa Claus. He's also in that thing. Oh my God. Yeah, it is. I don't know why I'm getting these weird flashbacks to that movie. And that chimp doesn't even do any drugs. He should. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why. I'm like fully on board with animals doing drugs at this point. <laughs> I Yeah, yeah. I'm very into the cinematic universe. Some ideas that got thrown around between Donnie, who's always in his element, and Phil yes. in the comments here. Uh, Donnie's son suggested fentanyl bird. <laughs> okay. Which is insane. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donnie's choice was steroid goose. He said, they don't need drugs to be assholes, but imagine if they were jacked and had roid rage. Better get ugly quick. (laughs) Don't underestimate that goose. And he also said, the one I'm most afraid of, though, is Viagra Dolphin. Oh. And I feel like that's frightening, but it cannot be worse than Viagra Duck. (laughs) Because of the the barbed spiral. Exactly. Barbed corkscrew. Their prenis is, is textured and shaped. In a way that will just destroy your beehole, Donnie. Yeah. That's what your fear should be. Dolphins are more uh, likely to, to use it, though. Against I feel human. like dolphins are just like asking for it with that blowhole, though. <laughs> I've seen Ace Ventura. I know how this works. I think, I think that's how Is that what Ace Ventura is about? <laughs> these dolphins with these blowholes are asking for it. You can put some quotation marks around that and put Dave's name after it. You might as well. E-E-E-E, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Brian, do you have anything else? That is more than enough from me. <laughs> Fantastic. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't do drugs, and if you do, go find a bear to do them with. It'll be awesome, probably. Do them in the woods. Look for some porn. You might as well. It's probably like a USB drive that's under leaves now or something like that. Grow up, kids. Boring. Get the sticky paper back. Bring it back. Next week, snakes on a plane for Brian's birthday. We'll see you then. <laughs>